Hello everybody, welcome once again to another episode of Ugo Steak Sports Talk. And my name is Ugo Amadi. So on today's episode, I'll be talking about two topics um, closely related. The first would be a reaction to Chelsea's game versus Tottenham Hotspurs, which was a loss again. And the second would be um, who I think should replace um, Graham Potter. So closely linked as you see. So quickly, we'll go straight into it. The bad, the run of bad form just seems to continue, doesn't seem to have any end in sight. And then the game itself, like Potter doesn't seem to be doing himself any favors. The starting lineup was just weak all over, weak all over. And the thing about Potter that has caught me this season is it doesn't just change personnel, it doesn't just change one person, one player for another player or change one winger for another winger or change a number nine for another number nine he just continues changing and tweaking the system so how do the players get the consistency of play they need you know how do they get the consistency how do they build chemistry you know and then his in-game and reaction rather his in-game changes so poor you know, even when he makes his substitution too late in the game, like he brought on Abomeyang so late in the game, about 10 minutes or they're about to go, that shows serious lack of ambition on his part. So, but giving kudos to Tottenham Hotspurs, they did what they had to do. They were not fantastic, you know, but they were solid, kept their shape well, they played with the back, uh, back three. Um, same be a back five, um, so with three full backs, I mean three centre backs and two um, wing backs. Um, Emerson Royal, who has been playing well for them, um, incidentally since um, Pedro Porro and joined from uh, Sporting Lisbon. But the game from a Chelsea perspective, there's nothing good to write about. Nothing good to write about. Though some people may point out that the fact that they had good possession, um, but possession in it of itself. It's not what football is all about. Your possession should lead to chances created, should lead to goals scored. But none of those things seem to be working. None of those things. Chelsea fans are not seeing any of those things. You know, and it keeps persisting, persisting, making changes that are just mad, crazy changes. Brought on Mount, you know, in place of, was this Yao Felix? Brought on Modric. 10 minutes or was it at the end of the day 8 or 6 minutes to go he brought on uh, Mikhailo Modric and even the players are usually very good or Chelsea's best players look just out of sorts like Rhys James he's usually one of those players where even when the entire team plays poorly he's always very good he's always an 8 out of 10 a solid 8 out of 10 every game he looked lost he looked lost you know, so there's nothing positive to get from that game. I'm afraid if you're a Chelsea fan, the game was just poor, just poor all round. Poor in terms of tactics, poor in terms of in-game management, poor in terms of the, the, the players themselves. But I wouldn't blame the players so much because sometimes you need a coach to give you a direction of play, and when the coach keeps changing tactics, keeps changing tactics, keeps changing formations. 
you know it affects the uh, it affects players chemistry because a player wants to be able to know by heart when the winger is making a making uh, a runs making runs you know a midfielder you know wants to know if he's playing alone as a standing six or he's playing with someone alongside him as a double six or he has two number eights ahead of him but the way Potter is playing is just mad it's just really mad and <laughs> really crazy um, so like I said kudos to Spurs they played decent you know without being fantastic and they got their goals um, I'll say an error or a mix up between um, Kepa and um, Enzo um, but there's really nothing that uh, uh, um, Kepa could do um, I think it was only 46 or 48 minutes um, uh, um, Skip just blasted, blasted the ball one of those ones that was more of a miss kick than anything um, he didn't quite hit the ball the way he wanted to hit it so it's one of those ones that you can't quite predict Kepa got um, a couple of fingers to the ball but not enough to stop the ball anyways from going in and then of course I need to mention that um, Thiago Silva got injured in this first half and hopefully he's back for the Leeds United game and then for the Dortmund game as well but fingers crossed on that one so for me essentially uh, the game was was all around poor all around poor and it's a reflection on Potter Potter doesn't seem to know what he's doing I, so I'll just be sliding on to the next topic as well you know Potter doesn't seem to know what he's doing you know because everybody that plays FIFA I'm not talking of people with any sort of professional coaching badges or coaching licenses or coaching badges I'm talking about everybody that plays FIFA should be able to pick the best player in a very talented team so when you you are how much less how much more a coach you've got your coaching license you've coached a couple of games then even more so a Premier League level coach you know he's a decent coach but he's not at the level and I think the pressure of coaching a, a top team like Chelsea is just too much for him it's just really too much for him that's why he's making some errors that he would not ordinarily make you know his press conferences are just crazy the things he says comparing himself to club comparing himself to um, Mikel Arteta these guys have some equity in the bank now even if you could say maybe he has some um, he has there's close some sort of close comparison between himself and Mikel Arteta in that um, Ateta struggled um, at, at Arsenal for two seasons but they were never this bad they were never this bad you know you could see them you know trying to get into the European sports you know, and you could see what Ateta was trying to do but with Potter you can't see what he's trying to achieve on the pitch it's impossible to see what he's trying to achieve is he high pressing is he position football you know is he making electrons into the box you can't see what he's actually trying to do so the issue of comparing himself to club comparing himself to Ateta is just madness and then even comparing himself and some um, journalists are trying to compare him to uh, you know Guardiola and some of those Chelsea fans that are like that uh, are pottering so to speak you know trying to compare him to Guardiola that Guardiola didn't win his first game Guardiola already 
he came to the Premier League being one of the best coaches in the world, if not the best coach in the world. You know, and you see what he's done. And once again, he didn't struggle. Man City didn't struggle as much as Potter. Potter's Chelsea are struggling at the moment. And you could, from day one, you could see what Guardiola wanted to do. You could see his style of play, high pressing, high pos- possession, quick, quick movement. Not just possession for, for possession's sake, but you could see what he actually wanted to do. You know, and then the very next season, boom, we won the league. So, this issue of keeping Potter um, until the end of the season, I don't see why you should wait. You know, and you see some journalists they come on Twitter, and the moment Chelsea loses a game, you know, two seconds afterwards, they post their usual, um, the board, Chelsea board, and looking to sack Graham Potter, and looking to sack Graham Potter, they're protecting him. You know, like, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing for all those journalists that that do that? Are they doing it for user engagement or whatever? Because they know that's when you have the sort of you have um, people interested in what's happening at, at Chelsea at the highest peak at the end of games. That why they're posting it, or they just want to cause tension. But really, Potter has to go. He has to go. So many people would say you don't have top coaches available, or who would um, or who would take over from Potter if Chelsea lets him go. <laughs> For me, it's quite simple. There are lots of choices. There are lots of choices. You have Pochettino, for instance. You have Zidane. You have Luis Enrique. Now you could say, with respect to Pochettino, he hasn't won anything. You know, but he's shown at Spurs that he's able to bring it, you know, coach a team, get them to play in a very attractive way, just as he did with Spurs, you know, and get them competing for top four. And then, if you're saying Chelsea is um, the, the, the approach of this Chelsea board is more patient, more uh, long term, and uh, more long term, although I have some issues with the concept of long-term planning because people try to make it as <laughs> make it seem like the only way you can have a long-term plan is if you have one coach for 20 decades that's the only way you have a long-term sustainable plan and i really disagree with that notion seriously i disagree with that notion you could have a long-term plan where you have similar caliber of coaches in line that will just plug and play the style of football you want to see the kind of um, approach you want to see the type of motivational um, attributes they have you know so uh, and that issue of long-term planning and they have to have one coach for it to, for you to to have a long-term um, approach is just silly to me it doesn't make any sense to me I'm sorry so you have Pochettino you have Zidane you have Luis Enrique and then if you say Pochettino hasn't really won anything so why should he take over from Potter so you should be looking to get a coach that's better than Potter though he's better than Potter I'll say okay Luis Enrique he's won the Champions League with Barcelona the last time Barcelona won the Champions League he was the coach that led him to do, to do just that and also he won the league with Barcelona he won Copa del Rey so he's won everything he has to win with Barcelona he's won the world club, world club cup as well so he's won everything 
that you could possibly win with the Barcelona side. And immediately he comes in, his style of play will be evident immediately. And the likes of Jao Felix would, you know, gravitate to his style of play as well because he would be playing attacking football. It's not like he would come in and begin to play some defensive football that would sort of nullify the attacking talent that Chelsea has. But for me, my number one choice, number one choice is Zinedine Zidane. One, he has the chops as a phenomenal player when he was playing his playing days. You know, phenomenal out of this world player. One of the, I would say, top 10 best players of all time. And then his coaching career, because sometimes you have these players who have amazing careers, but when he gets to coaching, because coaching is a different skill altogether, because you're not only responsible for your own success or your own ability on the pitch, you're responsible for everyone's success. You know, you're responsible for everyone's output on the pitch. You're responsible for motivating these players when their spirits are low. You know, you're responsible for the tactics. So that's why sometimes you see world players with or ex-players that had world-class careers end up being not so world-class coaches. Let's put it that way. But Zinedine Zidane had a world-class career and also has had a world-class career as a coach so far. His coach Real Madrid won the Champions League three times in a row, won the league title with them. And why I would want him to come in now is because his approach is simple, simplicity. That's his approach to football. That's his, his coaching approach. You know, it'll just be you're a good right winger, you have the pace, you play on the right, you play on the left, you're a good fullback. You know, putting players in their right position, which at this moment seems to be some sort of special skill that Potter can seem to can seem to to get his head around you know putting players in their best position and this is something that Zidane has mastered and he will be able to do it and one thing as well that you would want from a coach that comes into a situation as it is in Chelsea at the moment you want a coach that would have that instant impact that would immediately you know get the players on side and Zidane has that aura about him he has something about him he has that special feel about him you know that once you see him you're ready to run through walls for him and do just his mere physical appearance I think he's 6'1 6'2 you know he's a giant of <laughs> of a guy and then he's coupled with his success as a football player in conjunction with his success as a football coach all since he won at Real Madrid instantly the Chelsea players will look at him and say okay yeah this is a guy who knows what he's talking about not only knows what he's talking about but has also played at the highest level sometimes I wonder what the, what can Potter tell some of these players who have played at the highest level you may say it's, it's, it's bad you may say it's something where um, you expect players to follow the instructions of any manager of any coach that's not an ideal world world but we don't live in an ideal world so my choice would be Zinedine Zidane my number one choice is Zinedine Zidane and then second choice would be Luis Enrique and Zidane plays attacking football as well so it won't be some sort of um 
uh, uh, you don't be anything that will be detrimental to the attacking talent like your Modric's, your Modric's, your uh, Jao Felix's, your um, Noni Madrike's, and it, it won't be to their detriment. You still play attack-minded football, you know. And, and just think about what Enzo Fernandez can learn from Zidane. Think of what Jao Felix can learn from Zidane. You know, that can learn instantly it would improve the team so for me at some point Potter may come good I don't know he may end up to be one of the world's greatest coaches better than Arigosaki you know or better than um, Jose Mourinho or better than Pep Guardiola at some point in his career but for me he should be gone he should be gone he's given you know um, a, a king's wages he's been paid a king's ransom 12 million pounds a year and he's not delivered not at the top level no top club in Europe would keep him no one of them no top club in Europe would have him as their manager up to this point no he would have been gone I think he's a nice guy all those threats to life that he's received from um, members of, of the public or some, some sort of people who call themselves fans that's just wrong you know you don't threaten a man or threaten a man's life or threaten the life of his family because of his inability to do his job well. What you should do to someone who is unable to do his job well is to relieve him of his duties. So that's what should be done to Potter. He should be let go. He should be protected in terms of his family. He should be safe. No harm should come to him. But he should let go of the job. He should be let go because it's just going downhill you know going downhill really fast and there's no sign of improvement so um at this point i'd like to say i've come to the end of the episode but um just a quick plug if you like comic books then go to www.wahalacomics.com and check out when i close my eyes it's available there free to read and more books are coming up as well so thanks for listening and do have a splendid day bye